0: Yeah
1: welcome, welcome to big Conversations by Na people.: Thank you
0: very much for having me.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for honoring our invite. Uh, I think you're up there on the most high-profile people we've had. You're contesting with Katumba.
0: <laughs> it's my
1: pleasure being here. Uh, Yeah, um, so uh, when I was preparing for this thing, uh, for this conversation yesterday, I saw... Uh, the conversation you had in May with, uh, with the president, yeah. I think probably that's one of uh, also up there on your most high profile people you've interviewed, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you asked him, the, I think the way you opened it, uh, sort of commending him on the work he has done on COVID, you know, it was May then, we didn't have enough data, not a lot had gone on. Would you still, if you had the chance to redo that conversation, is that how you would start by, would you start by commending his work? Do you think he's doing, how would you rate his work so far?
0: A lot has changed uh, from when we did that interview. Yeah. Um, to that I was doing a radio show, and you know, one of the things that we talked about was like UK cutting aid. it mm-hmm. Was given yeah. to mm-hmm. Uganda police prisons and then the UPDF. Why? Because of you know what's been happening. Yeah, in Yeah. The sure. of human rights. So like a lot has changed. I feel like it's sort of we've lost track. The country mm-hmm. like needs like a process of healing the Leaders, as if they lack empathy, so you move on from like November killings, where more than 50 people died, you go into a very violent election, uh, full of irregularities, and then you move on to a season of kidnappings like a lot has gone wrong, I see, I see. and all that is happening in the background of a pandemic. So, businesses are struggling, yeah, uh, internet is off. <laughs> I don't know yeah, if yeah. I would really sit down and start by commending his work because he had done yeah. an amazing job with the coronavirus. We only have that, uh, know, Yeah, 15, yeah, yeah
1: true, true, true.
0: So that's a good question. I don't think I would start by commending. His I see. My first question would be why, 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 why. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and what is, how does this feel from from the fourth estate, you know, the kind of chaos that's going on? I know Bobby Wayne released an official statement criticizing the employer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, there's a lot of conversation online about, you know, how the media is trying to just pretend that things are better than they are. There was also uh, a lot of, uh, uh, I'd say, sort of uh, people were, protesting, again online, against uh, MTV Awards, uh, sort of the media right now is being pushed because uh, I think part of what Ugandans believe is for us to have a government that works. We really need to, a, a, a sort of a media, a fourth estate basically that, you know, can push it to work, you know, that forces it to be accountable. And where does that, how does that feel from, from your point of view, you know, how does this interact with your Day to day work, what does this mean for your day to day work? What does this mean for your personal opinions? You know, I, I, again, part of the uh, part of inviting you here would be trying to trick you into telling us what your personal opinions are, but you know, you don't have to again. But you know, what does this mean, you being canary the person yeah. uh, versus your job versus the situation in the country right now? It's politically intense, first of all, uh, that's first, first of all, but yeah. also there is. The consequences are dire, you know. Right now, saying the wrong thing could get a drone at you know, at a, could, a drone could kidnap you. At yeah, that, that's the, right. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, the, the persons of our age are now, now discussing kidnappings. This would be something that would be really book written by someone um, describing the situation in Haiti. No, it's, yeah, I now to. it's like a normal thing. This is you well see well, a yeah. drone yeah. for your <laughs> <laughs> But well, um, I'm happy to share my opinion as long as I, you're not going to ask me what political party I support, mm. because I don't support any anyway. All right, all right. Uh, but look, the the media, you see in 1994 in Rwanda, the history I've read really well and yep. studied. there was a weak state inside Rwanda. And what happens is that they could not actually hold institutions accountable or hold them to a the grip. Mm-hmm. For example, media was doing whatever it wants. What happened is that a broadcast message went through that this and this had happened, you know, go and, and, and cut in pieces those cockroaches. That's the language yeah, they were yeah, using. Yeah, yeah. When you have a media institution in a country, it is not existing in a vacuum. It's existing in a context that there is a state in charge there are other institutions around the state and all those institutions must be seen at least to be working together. When you have a media institution that is as strong as uh, like the ones we have in Uganda, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. particularly point out that this yeah. Yeah. is the strongest or whatever because I think we also have different audiences and people get news, news sources from all of us. Mm-hmm. So when you have strong uh, media space that is existing in a country where a state also exists and the state is in charge, People must understand that, uh, and I'm sharing this for the first time, people must understand that the way police cannot do their work independently 100%, the way the courts of law cannot do their work 100%, the way they would have loved to, the way you cannot just appear anywhere and say anything just because you have freedom of expression, the way you can't do that, it's the same way media is. It's, it's, yeah, I see, I see. it's not existing in mass. It's existing in this country where we, we all, at least subconsciously in our minds, know that there's a state in charge. Yeah. And we get our licenses from government. We get um, our media airtime from government, like everything. Put that aside, government is the biggest spender on media. Oh, media media, uh, media is, is a private institution, apart from UBC, but even UBC government gives it money. Mm-hmm. So people must understand all this background now. When people understand that, you want to demand what you want from media. The letter and the entitlement in the letter that the Honorable Robert Chapman wrote was to say, you should have declared what I wanted. But you see, media does not I okay. would say Media, media serves the people. It cannot serve one individual. Okay. Like, um, I, I really respect honorable uh, Robert Jaglani's sure. yeah. views on, on, on media, but look, I also want him to understand that the way he was not allowed to operate 100% from consultations to campaigns to the election, mm-hmm. after the election, why does he think that a media institution will actually be completely independent? Why does he think that there is this media house that will be completely independent and if for him he can't?
1: Uh, Yeah, so from, again, from my perspective, when I read that, and what I feel the sentiments was trying to push across is, uh, look, he has been captivated, right? And sort of uh, his ability or his own rights as a human being, they've been forcefully taken away, right? And what he's doing is speaking out against that, right? And his assumption was that, you know, if this happens to a media institution, right, the media should not pretend, uh, if we have say uh, for example nb, NB NBS again N B some confusing with NBS you know if we have nB NBS uh, broadcasting certain certain news you know maybe they could put a disclaimer that we cannot we cannot uh, personally verify this instead of pretending that they could you know i I, I mean it wasn't entirely written in the letter but my yeah, my, my, my yeah. assumption was that was the sentiment yeah,
0: yeah but when police is carrying out its work does it put a disc- disclaimer? It mm. doesn't or when the courts of are going to be ruling a case in yeah. the Supreme Court, they never but, book disclaimers?
1: But they, they okay, so, so he's trying to draw distinction again between uh, the so the the fourth estate, the media itself, mm-hmm. as an independent sort of section of the government that works slightly different from the other three. Uh yes,
0: yeah. Okay. It is independent and it's not even part of government. But yeah. what I want to say is that it's not independent of the country called Uganda. It exists okay, in this see, country I where all and the way media operates in Uganda is because of our background, like where we've come from. I see. We we cannot now start going on the streets and say we are media or whatever; but they will shut you down. That's the thing. So if you understand how you know in charge the state is, then you understand where we're coming from. Then mm. the other thing is, I don't think we are pretending to do anything. I think mm. we were doing our work. First, we went out of our way to to deliver those results, which many people were questioning. Yeah. But we were not uh, getting results from um, our reporters. Our reporters were getting results from the electoral commission per district.
1: I see, I see. And
0: we still put a disclaimer and said these are not official results. Okay, if what was being broadcast on NBS is really cooked up, and like what he put in the letter, how come that uh, BBS, MTV, uh, Spark TV and other media houses we are not broadcasting anything different. Why is that? Mm. Well, yeah. I, you, you, you see, the tally centre we're putting together is not to count Robert Chagulani's votes and, and yeah, James yeah, Haley. yeah, true, true, true. We're saying so. We're getting results from these districts. If what broadcast, what numbers are we going to broadcast? Because you can't give yeah. people numbers and whatever, and you've not made sense of them. If you understand? So we're saying that. Look, we've gotten 27 percent. This is what it shows. Like. And, and we're trying to say that, look, the idea behind us putting together numbers is because the electoral commission uh, where we had deployed our people, they had already announced in the different districts. Because you see, the Italian results announced at the district, push to the, the it. National Italian Center. I saw, I saw. When they announced our reporters that had been deployed there, uh, they were texting us, saying, this is what we have from here, this is what we have from here. So what okay. we're announcing are yeah. results yeah. that were already announced. Right. That is one. Number two, we put a disclaimer and said these are preliminary results. Number three, we never declare the winner. That's what the law says. Mm-hmm. If you actually go ahead yeah, and declare yeah. a winner, that's what is wrong. We never declare the winner. I, see. I, see. I, I you know, I thought that maybe it's a good opportunity to talk about these things because yeah. you, again when you go on social media and trying to it's very toxic. Our I agree. And right, head I head totally head agree.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think uh, from my perspective, this is clear. Um, and again, uh, I'm very cynical. I don't have a lot of expectations from the media myself. I see countries that we look up to as uh, freer, for example. You know, yeah. if you look at the U.S., if you look at the U.K., itself, they use different tactics. You know, the state uses different tactics to manipulate the media, but. You know if you pay attention you see it, you know for example, and uh, uh, not to say that I have anything you know against or for Trump, but the media's approach to to trump's administration was you know so bizarre that mm. you see that you know somewhere you may you may not want to believe it or not, but you know the state is manually oh you know whatever it is there's a, there's an invisible hand manipulating
0: this yeah. absolutely and but but also I want to put this clear that I think that we should upload the meeting in Uganda okay because it has it has not, and unlike in other countries, like when you go to Kenya, media is open. You either find a media company, entire media company group supporting the mm-hmm. world Kenyatta, the other media company will be supporting the right And like it's clear, ACME did research
1: yeah.
0: and said that a number of stories covered by media during the political season. NBS had covered more stories about Robert Chagulani than after URM7 okay i'm not saying that it's a justification to, so we're yeah, yeah. trying to I, balance for every story that happened we covered it in october 2018 ucc wrote to nbs and asked among other people myself to be suspended
1: well, yeah, yeah i remember that actually yeah,
0: yeah. of robert Chamberlain.
1: Uh, live events yeah yeah
0: we, we've done well as media in uganda we are not yet there yet but i think when you compare to uh, like other countries and whatever i don't even know whether that is called development that you get to a certain level and you declare openly. The like how CNN was for Trump. I mm-hmm. was against, against Trump. Against yes, yes, and yes. For Biden and push the agenda. But yeah. even for Clinton, when Trump was running with Clinton, they were for Clinton and they were open about it. They would not say we're for Clinton. But, mm, but yeah, it, yeah, like yeah, clearly you, could, you yeah. could read through so that. I would say like that media in Uganda has really done, done quite well and we must applaud that because if it ran for media when the internet was down, then I think it would be up for a disaster.
1: Yeah, Uh, I want to switch a little bit to sort of a global, high-level, high-picture perspective and, you know, pick your brain on this. So if you remember, you probably don't remember, I wasn't born either, but in the 80s, you know, there there were two major, globally, there were two major ideological differences, you know. Uh, The far-left communism, strong socialism, and then uh, what America passed off as capitalism, right? And uh, what happened is in you know in the 90s in 1990 when i was born uh, i was just born at the verge of uh capitalism winning the soviet union fell but what happened after the soviet union was russia you know as we know it and uh it's uh i think it's gary kasparov who once said that uh you know all countries have the mafia but the mafia have russia right and uh what uh what russia did with its uh with manipulating the state is to remove any kind of structure per se. You know, you have institutions to the extent that they don't interfere with the state. You know, you have uh, you have the media, for example, and the media will serve a full, you know, it will do really good work as long as that work is not interfering with anything. Yeah, with the state, exactly. Yeah, And so we have the U.S. claiming to have won, right? But then China starts to rise and China uses the same tactics. Yeah, you know, China is a bit more direct. So China comes and says, We won't allow you, you know, pass through us. We have basically a government editor who tells you whether your story is good for publishing or not, right? And it's not pretending. And then we have the United States and Europe, you know, you know, going on with that classical liberalism of you know, uh, human being first, uh, freedoms first, and all that. But when we look at the direction the media is taking right now, it feels like, for me, Russia is winning. You know, it's just a little bit more sophisticated. You know, people do not have. Apart from, uh, I can see, f- for example, I'm a big uh, fan of podcasts, and I can go and uh, listen to a little bit more radical podcasts, so people say who, some academics who still think, you know, Marxism is a viable solution to, to the, prob- to, to the world's problem today, and things like that. And on their podcasts with our small audiences, they can still voice their views. Mm. But when you go to the actual real stream media, it is, I mean, in the US, they say left or right, same thing with Europe, but it's all almost entirely fully capitalist you know it's uh, well not capitalist actually it's all for me in my opinion, fully right and what we consider to be the left apart from again uh, dissenters if you see bernie sanders for example and ooc and those ones who, be- who want to become real radical leftists, and again they get labeled socialist where they label themselves socialist but the west is also pretending controlling the narrative in a more sophisticated way but it's sort of like uh, we are in uh, uh what's the guy's name jojo rail we are in, we are at this point where we are in 1984, you know, and, uh, it's, uh, the state, the people who know enough about how, say, a state can, can change or can fall, know that it's not possible, you know, if, if, for example, for example, what you're saying, yeah, you know enough about how the media is run, yeah. so you know that it's, unreal, it's, it's unrealistic what, uh, Bobby Wine is asking for, for the media to to just say things because, you know, there could be a popular opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, and again, this, again, is, I think is what Jojo Relo is writing in the book, you know. The people who, people like me, for example, people like uh, maybe Chagulany himself, the people who are still radical enough, who still believe that, you know, things can be done uh, so-called right way, you know, according to my perspective, what would be right, yeah? Those mm-hmm. are people who are just blind to... To the actual workings of the state, yeah, and and the idea is, you know, the more, for example, the more educate myself about the state, I would find myself inevitably inclined to join the state because then I would know there is no hope, yeah. you know, there is no hope.
0: The, the, what you're raising is important, and I have always asked ask myself because I've never. Okay, when I was young, I used to aspire to be a politician and whatever, mm-hmm. stand for president at a certain point. Maybe I will, maybe not, but I, I <laughs> yeah, have always asked you, myself... You've made the announcement, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always asked myself, like, what sort of conscious do politicians actually have? Mm-hmm. That you can be blind to so many things, and yet a normal citizen can actually see them and make sense of them. I do not understand, like, for example, what clout or power or... Popularity like does to people yeah. because that's where politicians belong. Um, they're either in the power, they are popular, depending on which side they are. So I've never understood why they really cannot make sense of like the most easiest things. But also, what confuses me the more is that actually that maybe they actually see these things, but they do nev- they never want to stop pushing for what they think is right, uh, because I think what you what you're trying to bring about is how China and the Southern Asian Tigers and Russia have successfully brought about development without necessarily floating democracy. Exactly. That you have a number of countries that, for example China, one party, going back a yeah. while like in yeah. the movement system, one party, they recently blocked, yesterday but when they blocked BBC
1: Oh, I, I didn't yeah. know that, by the way. They
0: blocked BBC. So they're saying that you are going to consume the media we want you to consume. Mm-hmm. You are going to use social media uh, platforms that we want you to use. The way we want you to use them. There's a cartoon um, done by uh, someone online. This is this is Trump. You know, there's a line between Trump and social media. Is WhatsApp, Facebook. What yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. They are all raising their hand They say, we, we have blocked you with no access. I oh, saw that right, yeah. And then trying to say, why? I have a right. Then below is Museveni, and the same line is drawn. <laughs> then Museveni is telling me that i'm <laughs> We've blocked I saw, Yeah, I saw that, yeah, yeah. So, in China, they're saying that you do not even have... We create our own. One social media platform like this not only transacts money, mm. tracks your movements, but everything is on there, and if you say if I send a message to that store radical, they'll look for me and they'll get me. Yeah. But then that has not stopped them from developing. We need to ask ourselves because you see even in America what we actually call democracy is still an experiment. It's mm. not even yeah, yeah. three years true, old. True. Yeah. It's still an experiment. I, I I I listen to podcasts here. You know, one of them being used. but another podcast I listen to is called the experiment. So I went back mm. like to research. How do you make a podcast and you call it The Experiment? Was it like a pilot shoot and whatever? And then the name starts. They say, no. In the beginning, when I go back to the first first episode, they say, no, America began as an experiment on democracy. Now our podcast is going to be called The Experiment. They talk about this democracy. Is it working? So as ah, you think um, uh, about Ugandans and East Africans and uh, Africa players. you must think about, is really democracy working for us? Because you spend okay. a lot of resources, time, money, people die and whatever, trying to uh, be politically correct. Mm-hmm. But then it is not worth it at the end of the day.
1: Uh, and this time worth you mean in monetary terms, in economic terms,
0: right? Actually, even, 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 in, even in other terms, okay. um, I don't know what kind of life Ugandans want to live. Is it whether you have nice roads or not? Um, mm. Or whether you can speak whatever you want. I've been on a visit, and my first assignment as an NBS reporter was in Rwanda. In Rwanda, should say really clear, there is no free speech. You cannot yep. stand up true, and say true, anything true, you true. want. Even when you're taking a picture on the street, yep. and there's a police officer, he also asks you to yep. look like at what you're taking. But you see, there is at least effort. Or at least there is, uh, I wouldn't call it propaganda. There's at least effort. You see the effort that this. Leader is trying to, for example, make the streets clean, um, go for like, good policies in terms of environment mm-hmm. and whatever. There is effort. You see the effort. Even when people get corrupt and eat money, people eat money one doesn't think that it's an yeah, old yeah. clean state sure, or whatever. Sure. There is effort to show that all will use the road to beat this power, not use the... Oh, so I see. see. There is okay. effort that yeah. is yeah, yeah. and it is deliberate that it is showed to the people. So I've been asking myself, would I rather live in Rwanda, why I see that there's at least effort to show that my taxes are working and there's accountability. Every year in Rwanda, there's just one day. You Sit down with your leaders and whatever, and the president is there. People start asking questions. Why is this not working? Mm. There is effort. I'm not saying it's the best way to, there is effort to show that. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and, and the problem now here, what you're asking, does it transit economy, in economic terms? Has their GDP grown? bigger than ours. I know it's a small country, but yeah, even yeah. look at the export of goods and what they're doing. Yeah. Has theirs grown? Maybe it's an experiment. We need to study for a hundred years and make a conclusion.
1: I see. I see. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, again, uh, and before we slide, uh, we go off this, uh, one of the conversations I had last week with uh, the, the guest I had, I think the podcast will be published today. Uh, she, she made this a very clear point that to her, economics and monetary terms are not her sort of uh, major metric for defining success, you know. And, 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 and the, sorry, you know, w- w- when, I, when I think about it the same way, China has made record, record, record uh, numbers in getting people out of poverty, you know. Uh, when they say, actually, when you read books by, uh, by Stephen Pinker that claim, you know, the majority of the world is going out of poverty, probably 70% of those numbers are just Chinese alone, right? Um, but... The big question is still, you know, as an individual, right, if you had the opportunity to, if say if you had like political issues here and you need asylum, you know, would you rather go to China or would you rather go to, to the U.S., right? And, 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 and the question, not the U.S. even, the U.S. is probably the, is not a very good example. Let's say a, lib- a more liberal country that is not growing at that rate, the Scandinavia, you know, Netherlands or Norway, for example, right? Would you choose a country that, you know, is making all the right decisions? Uh, economically to, to sort of uh, maximize that economic metric or which is a country that is probably not doing well economic is not doing well on the economic metric but is doing well in terms of freedom right and, and and the 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 idea is for me for me what i believe i i first of all agree that democracy may not be the entire solution right but i think that at a point democracy was an inevitable solution you know for the monarchs to fall successfully for uh, again or i think it was mostly actually the monarchs you know the the, the monarchs did not scale enough to to govern well uh, and i think again still jojo Real, for some reason his book is in my is in my head today but jojo Real still writes about he gives i think four reasons why a government would fail why a ruling institution would fail yeah and one he says uh, probably the guys who are ruling lose the morale to rule uh probably you get an attack annex an attack uh the middle class becomes you know too close to the high class so the middle class feels like they can actually penetrate the high class and I forget the fourth one. But, yeah, the, the the one about the morale, you know, when it comes to the monarchs in, in say, Europe and and the East and the West, yeah. it's mostly because, you know, your father fought a war and won. Your son wants to keep the father's legacy, but the grandson doesn't really care. The grandson has just grown up in full entitlement, yeah. So he he sort of loses the morale to, to rule. And if you don't have, like, the right uh, Churchill's on your back, you know, the, the right politicians on your back to force you to get in line, you just give up on the monarch so democracy comes in as a bigger alternative, you know, because the the option of uh, overthrowing one monarch by another was just not sustainable, right? And so we bring democracy, and at the point, you know, we've seen Europe, what Europe has become because of democracy, and, you know, uh, how they've again weaponized democracy. For example, coming to colonize Africa was to sell. Again, democracy is one of those things like, you know, Bible bottles. It's very beautiful to listen to. It's like Karl Marx's work. You know, when you you read, it's very, very convincing. You wonder why the world doesn't run like that anyway. So when they bring their democratic religion to Africa, they manage to convince the masses, the Africans, to go with the white man against our own typical rulers, you know. Mm -hmm. So, because, you know, there's a chance if Milton, say, for example, goes with the white man against the Kabaka, there's a chance that Milton Obote gets power in Uganda, actually. But if it's the Kabaka, it's only the Kabaka's descendants that get the power. And that's a very, very convincing argument. But now we're at this place where... The world is so diverse, right? Uh, where it's hard to tell what is right, you know. What's the right thing to do? Exactly, yeah, yeah. What's what the right thing to do? Where it is extremely hard, you know, we can draw a clear picture on what is wrong. That has been easy. That for right now is still easy, you know. You can say uh, bombing people, you know, that what the terrorists do, that is bad, you know. We shouldn't tolerate it anywhere. And we know that these are the bad things. Absolutely.
0: Yeah? There are those that are universal. Mm-hmm. and... I think that the, 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 global, the global world has gone on to, like you mentioned terrorism, I think it's a bad thing. There are really radical things that I think the global world has agreed on, that universally this, yeah, this, this is this, this terrible, yeah. My problem is that the same way they have agreed universally this is wrong, they want to say that universally we've agreed upon that this is the right thing. I see, I see. Because when you read, for example, the book Why Nations Fail, they are yeah. trying to say that there is no way a country will develop without democracy. That you must front for democracy, mm. free speech, free, mm. uh, freedom everywhere in all four corners of the nation, and then you will achieve development. Yeah. But then, as you spoke earlier, you saw that the seven Asian tigers have really re- succeeded re- suction, economically, yeah. and they are growing at a very high speed. That even uh, economists are trying to understand how this can happen, like it's a miracle. Mm. And yet, they are really low on democracy. I do not think that they should be sort of like a formula that should be copied. And one should one, one, fit all, yeah. yeah. One of Uganda's kind of problems, I think, that we're trying to copy and paste solutions. Like, we're trying to see what's yeah, happening yeah. in the United States, or they are exactly pressure for, for, for whatever reasons, and they want us to do exactly or replicate what we are doing. What is the right thing to do? It's a good question to ask. For me, this is what I think that, one, each country should do what they think is right. For example, if your history dictates that, uh, for example, having a weak army is a a problem that eventually you keep on having coups and coups Mm -hmm. and coups. Mm -hmm. Just look at the history of Uganda. Uh, No peaceful transition of power at all. Why? Because the army was at the forefront, this group fighting that group fighting that group that comes in power and then it's fought after two years like that. Then they discover that, oh, having a weak army is very yeah, that's thing to do. It's a disaster. A what do you do to strengthen the army? but do strengthen the army? It's brought you another problem. You yeah. have uh, someone who wants to be in control. So the right thing for me to do is um, I think that we should, the country should study their own history and make homemade solutions. The solutions should emanate from their own experience and not trying to copy ideals from
1: other ones. But, but isn't then the biggest... Uh, so, okay, let me first before five and ask that. Uh, so I know the UN, for example, uh, has laid out what it thinks are basic human rights, right? And it feels like any any person or any institution or any country that is in violation of these is uh, being... I don't know the word, but it's doing a bad thing, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has been established, yeah. And, and for me, the question that I want to ask is... What happens to the conflict within the country, right? Because Uganda, for example, right now, uh, we have, uh, say, the EU just banned, uh, well, they didn't ban, I, I didn't even understand. They, they passed a resolution or they talked about this in their parliament, you know, about the election. They, uh, they they, denounced the election, actually. They said it wasn't a democratic.
0: They froze, they froze uh, more than 200 million shillings that has been funding the security institutions and I said that this is because of the gross violations
1: of human rights. Yeah. No, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, I see. I see. OK, so, so for example, that, right? But then the, the, the question is, you know, the people in Uganda, this is not good for Uganda, yeah? It, I mean, from whatever way you look at it, right? But there are people in Uganda who would prefer this, you know, who who say, uh, you know, to make an omelet, crack a few eggs, right? There are people in Uganda who think, in the long run, this is probably best, right? Um, I, making Uganda lose and whatever, because there are conflicts in Uganda. And then there are people in Uganda, especially people in power, who think the easiest way for us to go is to have, to unify our decision making, you know, try to do something China is doing, you know. Let us uh, discuss what we think is reasonable. We have good roads. Uh, People don't starve. There is no famine. And, and, you know, a couple of those important things. We don't go back to war. Uh, There is peace and, and security. And let us aim for those. And, you know, we, we are willing also to, to let a few eggs crack, you know, while we make that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you bring in something very important. There is no solution as big as that that you will achieve without hurting a few people. Yeah. For the election, um, and I'm really saying this at the risk of sounding, I don't know, extremist, but for the elections to be peaceful and the security institution had to really go hard, just mm-hmm. that it made few uh, very many mistakes that I think were not necessary, but it was important that they really show that they are in charge. Just that they went overboard and yeah. killed innocent people they shouldn't have. But they they were trying to pass on a message. There's no way you like achieve a big solution and uh, implement it without cracking a few eggs. It is important and it's been studied in history. That, that's the mm-hmm. way it is. Mm-hmm. My only problem is that With Ugandans who actually believe that someone elsewhere will come and help this country and solve all its problems, that I think we should not agree and we should completely reject. When you say that that the that the EU or the Arab world or China is not interested in changing government, it's always interested in the money. Maybe United States should come in the country and intervene. I think that's a terrible thing. We should think about this country. We should think about the kids and the yeah. grandkids that are yeah. be in this country. Yeah. Do we really want them to be um, servants of um, a certain you know, foreign force? And and for me, this is I disagree with the states on some of the things, but on this one, I agree with it. There's no one who will ever, ever going to come into I this country see, I to see. find a solution
1: for us. So, so yeah, I, I think again, to look from that perspective, uh, you sort of also have to be of the view, this can't be mutually exclusive, you know, you, you have to be of the view that change will happen with uh, sort of the current power holders in power. Because uh, one of the things that say, for example, Chagulani is fronting is for change to happen, we have to change the, the guards, right? And uh, it is unrealistic at this state, yeah. to believe that the gods can be changed in, in, a, in any other way that is, you know, not forced, mm. right? either forced by Ugandans themselves or force, and this he shares with Bessie actually, you know, mm. either forced by Ugandans or forced by an external, by external invention, right? Mm. And uh, from, when you say that we can't call, help, we can't call for help, right? Because, again, obviously, America has its own interests and they would only come in to help if they are protecting their interests, right? When you say we can't call for help, what, you, what you're what you trying to say is, you know, there is another way we can... There's another direction... okay you're trying to say two things. There's another direction you can take the country without... keep While keeping the people in power, in power, or the country is doing well, so, they, you know, we don't need to do much change.
0: Um, but, I'm only saying one thing mm. that, you know, I've read books on, on military warfare and um, and the, ob- the main reason why the military for example goes to war is because they have an objective they want to achieve. Yep. That is military science 101. What's your objective? One, identify your objective, number two, guard your objective, number three, protect it. Number four, make sure that you've achieved it. There's What's no it? way, for example, um, you deploy four forces in one part of the country and they're all on different objectives. You lose. So you, what I'm trying to say is that we must define our objective. What is our objective? Got, yeah, Do we troll. want change.
1: True. Okay.
0: Or we want the change of president. <laughs> you, you, you understand? Those yep. are two different things. So we must define what change we want. And the, I think the earlier we identify our objective as a country, then I think it would be easier for us. One, it would be, of course, quite hard for some institutions to fall mm-hmm. um, because I don't think that anything in Uganda is bad. I'd say that yeah, I agree. You know, if you change a few things here, actually the, the country should be moving forward. Why should we be discussing this and that? And then you have better policies to discuss. So one, let's identify our objective by defining what sort of change that we want. And um, I don't think that can be achieved by having um, to invite an external force to come and define for us the change that we want. You and I, I think, should agree that that is already dead yeah, right I, 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 yeah. But then two, is it true that everything is going wrong in this country?
1: Mm-hmm. I would
0: say it's a bit of a generalization when you say, you know, everything is okay and therefore nothing should change. I think things have gone wrong in this country in all circles, mm-hmm. social, economics health, education, and whatever. The change that we must achieve, we must define it first and therefore achieve it, but not wanting to achieve change. And then, and then we,
1: yeah, we we'll try to draw objectives yeah, after. Yeah, we try
0: to objectives. We'll find ourselves. To, ourselves I see. To the next.
1: Uh, yeah, okay, so I think that's also extremely clear to me. So there, there, there's also another point of view, you know, that's also being shared a lot you know, of uh, the current regime being an installation of the American way of extending its uh, sort of imperialism and colonialism by other means, right? And uh, the conversation here, again, most of the people who have read history have been reading a lot of uh, work around this after the election. Most of most of the people who have actually kept close eyes on Uganda during the, you know, Amin, Obote, and that chaos, and uh, Obote and Museveni again, you know, uh, that. so most of people are, are, are making the assertion that Museveni has been installed by Americans, right? And when he has come into government, and again, this is just uh, my speculation. I'm not saying there's any fact to this, right? And when the, when he has come into government, he has realized how he can stay valuable, right? Uh, and so, uh, for example, there's uh, an Islamist threat in, uh, in Somalia and Museveni, because again, coming to government has meant to build a strong army and keeping power, you know, keeping the country stable, which I think he has... You know, it's an objective he set out and he has achieved. I I will give him a lot of kudos on that. Uh, But he noticed that, you know, the way to keep the the stability is to have an army that cannot be trampled by the means he used to trample the the previous armies themselves, right? Uh, Yeah, but then for him to stay valuable, he has realized that he has to be able to offer something, right? And what he has been able to do is get Ugandans to fight the, the the extremist war in in and again of course this is a to 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 two-sided argument right mm-hmm. uh the the Americans of course ideologically they're strongly opposed to islamicism you know fundamental Islam Islam yeah the, the the threat of of uh, jihadism and all that stuff but also the, the reality is you know uh, Somalia is nearer Uganda than it is America so in any case, it could be a bigger threat to, to, to us. Yes, so, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so there's definitely that argument. But uh, most of the, the conversations that I've read are, you know, at this point, uh, and uh, these also sort of two-way conversations, at this point when Museven is getting old, right, and there's no clear idea of how they replace him, keeping the institution alive, you know, keeping their interests alive, you know. Is it the Americans that are trying to sort of cause this chaos, so they can, and and, you know, they could use, Bobby Wine could be, uh, what do they call, a scapegoat of some sort, you know, and the the chaos has been caused by these, again, imperialists, the colonialists that we don't see, you know, uh, in in bringing in this chaos, just so they can, uh, they can identify who their next ally could be. You know, if you look at, uh, especially after Obote, because I think Obote, after Obote made the deal to get rid of uh, the Kabaka, his deal with uh, the imperial because the imperialist of course installed obote you know at least the first obote i don't know about the second one but uh he's they started not to trust him enough right and that is how they caused the chaos bringing in idi amin and all those other people in order to identify who could be their best ally mm. in the great alex region and what they, they identified again according to these texts is museveni right and you know is this chaos that we are facing right now you know which is is it because America is trying to 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 identify the next ally for Form seven? Is it is it? Is it, is it do you, I mean, from your opinion, do you, do, well, how do you? I, you...
0: I, I think it would be um wouldn't would be giving a good picture if you, you narrow it down just uh, just trying to mm-hmm. uh, find the next ally. There's, there's having a purpose having an ally, and I think seven has been a very good ally. Yeah. Um, and the reason one of the reasons why actually we are not a Libya. Yeah, yeah. today is because I think Museveni has been a good ally but he also knows his takeaways, he knows what he wants from the Americans, he knows what he wants from EU, all of these uh, I, I should tell you I'm privy to information that uh, Natalie Brown, the US ambassador, has been in deep conversations with the President mm-hmm. said there's this happening um, United States wants to sanction Uganda, there's this happening Why? Do, but you see Museveni is also very clever, he's yeah. been able to strategically place himself in a way that there's something that he's taking away from them there's something that he's taking right, that they are taking away from him so his relationship with the uh, like eu or the united kingdom or the u.s has been not, has has not been transactional it's been like sort of a compromise so he's oh, been compromising that okay. he takes away something from them but just, so he has a negotiating hand that helps him to sustain power i do not think i think we've reached at a point why we how can we explain this surprising? We've reached a point where there's so many young governments. One, they're educated. Again, yeah, I, I, that is true. I subscribe to the thought that part of the problem is because of Museveni's success. How? One, have a are educated. large yeah. group of young people who are largely educated. Yeah. Two, they are completely exposed. I mean, the use of the internet and yeah. divergent views and whatever. I don't think that people in China who are young have they lack the lack of diversity of the are doing. If they ever do, they would ask us, This world exists? I
1: agree so, on. one, we're
0: highly educated, two, we're too exposed, and three, way we are you know, interacting with the rest of the world. So, there's an option of, Oh, so that exists. So, I think we can achieve it here. And you, I can tell you that's really, um, you can give it up to Joram saying that has yeah. been part of his success so because of the young group of ugandans you and i people who are who were maybe 15 years old who so seven came to power and they have seen the journey and they're able to identify mistakes and things that the state has failed at and because if they were illiterate they would not understand maybe how the state works but because you and i are not, we're no, not. Yeah, we've got exactly to exactly yeah. we're reading books about uh, global economies we're reading books yeah. about china we're reading books about the united states and democracy and development then we try to want to create that ideal Uganda that you and I desire mm. to live in. Again, civic participation. We understand that we pay money. You see, the uprising that was on Twitter because of wanting to tax ATM. the ATM address, yeah, yeah. People now understand that. Oh, I have no problem with you taxing, but where does my money go? So, because that space has increased over time. In mm. uh, I mean, this time I read a book, you cannot even question where your tax is going. You don't even have the luxury yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah. So we've been living in that age where you know there's a lot of uh, space to say this and say that and identify where our wrongs are. So that alone has actually created um, a very big, big fall in uh, the government.
1: I see, yeah, I actually read uh, uh, Daniel Kalanaki's like article, I think in the Daily Monitor, that mm-hmm. sort of hints on exactly what, what you just mentioned. Yeah, but again, my question here is, doesn't that mean that Museveni is not the the right lead? And, uh, of course, you don't have any, like, I, I, I'm not trying to invoke any of your uh, allegiances or whatever to, to any party. But, you know, in, in your opinion, yeah, but don't you think that Museveni was the right, uh, you read the Bible, you know, about Moses bringing the, the guys from Egypt, you know, Museveni was the right Moses, right? But don't you think we need a Joshua to actually go to the promised land? Because probably, you know, if we if cannot, if, you know, we are, we, are, we are looking at an uprising right now because, and the, 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 side, the reason for the uprising, the main reason is because we are, you know, educated. We know a little bit more. We know sort of a lot more to, to just take what we are given. You know, is, doesn't it mean that you know right now maybe we need a leader who can actually give us what we need? You know, don't we need a Joshua at this point?
0: No, I think that you and I agree that we do. I think that Museveni's uh, uh, time is done. I think that his policies are tired. Mm. I think that uh, the people around him are tired. We need this need of that fresh feel. And but also there are certain things that you you and I look at and feel like this can be changed. Why does it take you know this and yeah. that for? Exactly, yeah. Why does it take five years? You know people that are corrupt and you can't train on them. I think that you and I agree yeah. that. I think there is need of change of leadership. Again, let's go back. what are the objective? What is objective? Are we just trying to change president or trying to bring in someone who will actually change things and the way things are done? we, might, we must ask ourselves whoever you know sits in State House, are they going to bring about the change that we need? Because the change mm. that we need is not the change of personalities inside the state house. The change that we need is a counter that works for us. A counter that you oh, are yeah. a deser- desire to lead yeah, in. Yeah. At least a counter that is promising. We all thrive on corporate. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. A counter that is promising and decided somewhere and we're all participants. Not a counter that makes us feel like we are like bystanders. Exactly, and yeah. Someone is making decisions so for us. We that. must define exactly what type of leader do we want. As soon as we identify that, I think then we should go into a process. Either there should be dialogue. I don't know which way to go, but it should then identify for us a leader who exactly is going to do what we want them to do. Mm-hmm. himself came into uh, power when he is going to fulfill his vision. His vision was going to get into politics. I don't think that is really actually personal. I think that he had a vision for this country and he has you know, greatly achieved it. I would give him like an 80%. But then every... Um, Every curve goes up and at some point reaches a peak and can no longer yeah. go up and just, and just down. Has to fall. down. Yeah. I think that we reached that peak, you know, and now in the we are descending. And now we're going down. And part of that is probably the leadership under Yoram 7 mm. My last thoughts on that is that I think that we have noted, reached also, as much as we want the change of leadership, we've noted also reached a point of self reflection and say this is the person to replace Yoram 7 to oh, I see, I see. Robert the right person maybe it's a time just because you know just made 39 years old he's young he understands us maybe it's a time so we should move to the right person for oh, yeah, us yeah. uh but we also cannot identify who the right person is and then we want to change i think that we are uh being yeah, I to ourselves, yeah i see I see.
1: yeah ah, okay so let's uh let's move on from 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 seven we well, We're not farther away the, the other issue that's big, and I listened to. I woke up late today, so I listened to only the last part of uh, your show. Uh, uh, the, the other bit uh, to that—that that, you know—the the security. The other bit of the other half of the security question is uh, organized crime, right? And Tamara Mirondi says things like mafias and whatnot. Yeah, do you think you know the state of the way you know organized crime is embedded? within the actual power holders you know um i had uh, this guy's uh, i don't know where i had that maybe on youtube or something what's the name of that guy who used to campaign for Babazi who can some people and uh Aine. Aine, yeah i made a video some time back mm. uh you know claiming that why uh, he's uh, giving some ultimatums and blah 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 and um he was saying that you know salim saleh is sort of the mafia king, the Don on uh, if you've watched the movie. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a sort of the, 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 you know, the godfather of some sort for for, for a lot of, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, again, most of the things I listen to on, on social media, I take with the grain. But the truth is there is significant amount of organized crime. You know, that is not uh, debatable. You know, there's there are people, again, when we grew up, there were rumors of people stealing uh, minerals from... Uh, congo and you know using the army and all that and uh, you know that is still part of it but now in uganda as well uh the land grabbing and you know there is a significant amount of of crime uh that is organized that is also embedded within the state you know and this is a south african thing i i read uh, what's the name of that guy there's a book i read for this guy explaining how zuma has managed to stay in power and i forget what the book is what uh, i've been forgotten what the title is but the guy is explaining if you read the book you can think if they get replaced you know all those uh, south african names with uganda names mm. the book can still stand for uganda because you know that that kind of organized crime is there you know do you think uh, this is sort of what we're going to accept as a given you know end up becoming like russia you know an oligarchy where we have a bunch of uh, untouchables you know rich people who who got rich because you know they they managed to manipulate the state itself mm. uh, and then we just take that as a given and see how we can design our country around these very influential criminals you know maybe in the future they could become uh, they could become less criminal something but is that what you see or do you think there's an actual solution against this kind of organized crime do you envision i mean it doesn't have been seven but from your perspective do you envision that this is something we can solve as ugandans uh i,
0: I think we're headed there i think we have yet achieved yet i think but i think we're headed there and it might happen uh, just that some of the institutions are still strong and so <clears> they <it> understand <throat> that I think what you're trying to describe that what happened in South Africa, what perhaps could be happening in Kenya is like there's a presence of a deep state. I don't think yeah, there's I... a deep state in, in Uganda. Okay. Uh, I, I think that if there is, maybe it's in the making, but I don't think that it's there. And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen probably after i or maybe not. Organized crime is, uh, I think, existing, but I think it's part of the symptoms of a cracking state. Whatever state mm-hmm. is in power, it has what we call the, the center of the heartbeat. Now, the habit is in the center and holds all these other institutions. For example, you will deploy police and the military and the whatever, all security institutions will still be in control. But, uh, yeah. Let me give you a practical example. In Uganda, you cannot move more than 100 soldiers huh, in a space of uh, one kilometer and the commander-in-chief is not aware. It's not that it's designed in law, okay. but he's in charge. Yeah. However, because, as I said earlier, he's tired and many people, I think, want him gone so that they can take on, they can create that deep state that controls everything, mm-hmm. the state, the heartbeat, again, the heart, which is in the center, starts cracking. When it starts cracking, people have to do things that will make the state look bad. They will have to do things that will undermine the power of the state. Now, when they do that, they have to be one. First of all, you cannot do that when you're on the outside. You can't yeah, only yeah. do that when you're in the insect. Yeah, 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 and that's part of the crux that I think we're seeing. It's like having a, it's like having an egg and this, this. How do you call the young one of the hen? The chick. The chick is trying to penetrate yeah yeah to come out, out of there. And uh-huh. you're seeing cracks on the eggshell, right? And so the young yeah, is So that's I think what is happening in Uganda. Oh, I see. Now the uh, the solution we must identify is whether we are really in for it because you see if we accept that like i said i'm going to take it as a given if we accept it first of all there's a lot of young people that are going to die because of that problem mm-hmm. you understand and they're only going to turn into statistics so we should not look this as like a general approach you so see yeah let's look at the lives of you know individual people here who are going to be become victims or what you call sacrifices yeah a few people are going to die like what happened in november there were sacrifices should we really look at this as a statistic and just say this is happening and therefore for us to be able to move on this is what yeah, we should we'll accept. Just, yeah. then the other approach should be that uh, that uh, we just accept and try to mend the hearts and the cracks that have been happening and then just put them together in 10 or 15 years this man will no longer be in charge because of biology yeah, <laughs> he would uh, move out of this country you know, peacefully and maybe there we can reorganize. The only problem though with that is that after after all this is done and maybe has exited, he's uh, no longer in charge, what exactly is going to happen? Because you have a lot of um, what I would call like hyenas, like they're waiting. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. You know, like you've placed meat in the middle of the bush and yeah. they're like hyenas about to jump onto on it. You have, I'm not going to mention names, but mm. you have people who already are controlling institutions right from, like, the Ministry of Finance, they already take on. they're just hungry for power. You have the opposition I don't think is stronger, I wouldn't consider. Yeah. But you also have the generals that you know, have been around for a very long time. One of the reasons why he thought that the centre was cracking and therefore he needed to work on these cracks is to retire all these people and therefore they are no longer in charge. But immediately he exits, all these persons would wow. want to come back.
1: Oh, I see, I see. I you see. also
0: have you know, his family. His family, because of what has happened in the recent past, um, people are not kind to them, they Mm -hmm. think that they have stolen everything and whatever, they they need what you would call protection when he is no longer in charge. So you would want the family, you would actually see the family moving forward to protect all the interests of not just him, but also the family itself. (coughs) The family is large.
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to be
0: in power and give them protection. I, I, I don't know if you see the picture. That yeah, you yeah, no, of see. See. yeah, yeah, I say Around this country called Uganda and State House. And therefore, if anything happens and he exits, all these people will be. Yeah. So the uncertainty for me is what I fear for. I do not, I sit down with my mother and she tells me stories of, of Idi Amin and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what happened before 1986 and how the war came through and how they were just out of home, going in the bush, spend their nights. And they couldn't go home because if they phoned them home they would be killed because yeah, yeah. I now i do not want to go back there to a place like that yeah. but neither am i willing to accept what is happening now yeah, you can yeah. so we are stuck in between the rock, the rock and a very hard place pres- yeah, yeah and and for me i think that such conversations like like this podcast is what not necessarily will heal us but maybe Give us a step forward, because no, yeah. the more you talk, the more you engage in conversations. Dialogue is always like the
1: starting yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually on that same point, uh, we can now move on to, to like media itself, uh, sort of your profession and expertise. Uh, I've, uh, maybe I'm also cynic on this, but I've not seen many, much innovation. You know, sort of uh, not innovation in terms of, you know, how do we get uh, devices to people or how do we, you know, share much innovation in terms of creating content Mm. in in that's officially done by media organizations. Right. Uh, For example, in the U.S., uh, one of actually according to the numbers, one of the ways people consume news is from comedy you know people like Trevor Noah that things are not considered news by per se uh, John Oliver uh, that stuff is not considered news but it is yeah, who, exactly but it's a sort of sort of the best the, according to the numbers they, they their viewership compared to actual, actual news. They have the biggest, biggest numbers. You know, we why, do we have, Do you anticipate in the media, for example, you as an individual, if you have any ideas we can steal yeah. from you, or like the media house itself, inventing ways to reach Ugandans? I mean, I don't think the Trevor Noah thing, maybe it will work, but I don't know if that will work, or we have the, the talent to do the same thing. But do you envision, do, do you have any ideas of how we can get current affairs more accessible to people? You know, because I also feel like the more people talk about things, the more, you know, the, the more interested they can get. And I know, of course, for example, NBS has uh, uncut, you know, you have uncut and it's definitely targeting a certain audience, but it's also uh, news about a specific few, you know, you won't hear some Kutesa on uncut, for example, right? That is not expected. Yeah. What, what, what is your opinion? To sort of show the most serious part of the current affairs or the most serious part of the you know, the big picture of Uganda, but in an accessible way that even a border guy can laugh at it.
0: I think the media is not in isolation. <laughs> I think every institution yeah. in Uganda is still growing and I think we get that time. For example, where we started from as media is not where we are, yeah. beginning from just uh, you know watching WBS TV and UBC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now every... Pasta almost in Kampala has a TV station, but you can also create your own. You don't need to be employed by media yeah. to pass personal information. I think that we've moved the state. But that is not I think where we want to be. Um, I I have seen for example media these days trying to okay, I'm at least trying to front that at, at NBS, trying to create audio visuals, audio visuals that are short on point mm-hmm. but then easily consumable again because of the competition that social media has put us up. You can no longer break a story because it's already online yeah, yeah, it's so, a, really yeah. <laughs> so i think that uh, the, the the media owners and and practitioners like myself need to start thinking out of the box mm-hmm. and as i said audio are one of the ways of trying to create this uh podcasts are still picking up um yeah. this need to for example tap into that audience i don't think we should stop It is nowhere almost no way in one day it's a yeah, yeah exactly i also cool. think that we need to for example rethink about the what has been said already that news in Lugana should be at 7 pm and news in English should be at, at 9 pm. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, yeah, can, no, can, I see. Can, can we just hold the bulletin there and then when, the when space the, the start, ready, Yeah, yeah, um, as opposed to waiting for 9 pm. At 9 pm, can you show me something that I actually have not seen online? Can we with that, for example, I see, I see. Or, like rich documentaries that have been worked on for months and months, mm. or can you just have one bullet in a in a, in a week? So you can just tell me everything that happened because social media would bring to me everything. I like, Yeah, yeah, true, like, true, Actually, that's a so very, very good idea. Yeah. it's rigid in terms of like what has been said in the past. Who said that in 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 the news that we should begin with current affairs, go to business, and then end with sports? sports? Uh. And that's what actually the newspapers also turned into, that sport is at the back. Yeah. So I think that uh, if, we, if we disrupt the market with like change of certain things, there's, there's, there's opportunity for us to grow. Mm-hmm. In Kenya, you really have a 24-hour news channel, which we don't have oh. here in Uganda. If you perhaps uh, change the NBS into a 24-hour channel, you'd need another maybe NBS 2 to broadcast mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. like Uncut. Maybe need another NBS 3, maybe some a look TV to broadcast sports, yeah. you understand? So I think that we need to disrupt the market by, for example, changing what is already existing. Um, you know, I, I want to be home and anchor news from there. Maybe that's what will attract people to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to come to the studios dressed in suits every day and, and whatever, reading stuff on TV. Maybe I want to anchor news through a conversation. I want to sit down with the newsmaker this person has done this, and all of involved in the story, and let's yeah, have a yeah, conversation yeah, about I see, it. I see, I see, that's yeah. how we should be. I think that we're still rigid in terms of like changing the norms, mm. and. I think the earlier we realized that... The yeah, and, and
1: what, what, is the, what, is the, what is the friction here? Is it uh, that the, the, the actual people who, who are putting the money, who own these things, are, are scared for their investment? Is it that, you know, you guys are not writing very convincing proposals? Why, why do you think the friction is? Because uh, these are good ideas. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a good thing to ask. I
0: think that the media owners, first of all, look at you know, the age group they are in. And I see. But yeah. maybe not to be an ageist. I uh, don't front and that they are old and therefore they cannot. Mm. You no, know, I don't think it's the right thing. But I'm just saying that, for example, our times the way we consume content is not how those yeah. guys. Consume yeah, yeah, content. true, true, true. And um, I would find, um, you know, my uncles who piled a bunch of newspapers and stuff online. I have an app that gives me daily mm-hmm, mm, and vision, yeah. and now post and and can give me all that in one place. I think that that is part of the reason. But also the other reason is, uh, again, you know. Entirely, this is a capitalist world. The risk is so high that if you disrupt the market, the risk of losing money is so high that yeah, yeah. you would rather leave things the way they are, as opposed the to game, There's know, even yeah. no research, for example, in Uganda, that if you start broadcasting news in a certain way, maybe to be consumed. Mm-hmm. Now that risk I is already existing yeah, yeah. and is big. Uh, Man, I've invested. You see how NBS moved from Kamocha to Naguru, such a large place, and the park Mm -hmm. owns the premises and whatever, and then starts to make money to replace where all this investment came from. And then all of a sudden you want to disrupt the market. I'll do anything to protect
1: what is yeah system. i agree i agree also yeah i think that if you open up uh the convention say if you make it easier to broadcast then you open yourselves up to like very independent small small farms to compete with you i yes. i see i see from that yes. perspective yeah okay now let's uh, also turn to canary the person you know so uh like is it school is it uh sort of a spark is it like uh, your grandparents are talking to you how do you decide to do this as you know going to media and uh, be a journalist as your profession, you know, what are the small, small decisions in your yeah in the young canary that influence this?
0: That influence what exactly?
1: Uh, your profession as a journalist?
0: I think that one, I joined this because of passion and whatever. I was mm. excited and I just wanted to change the world and when I got into this profession years down the road I discovered like, oh wait, I, I hold a very not just sensitive but big role in this country that a simple tweet can change things. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that if, if I start, for example, to talk about a story consistently for a whole week, that something can change. I'm like, wait, I think that, that, that the audience has given us a lot of power. And I'm like, wait, I cannot afford to joke around mm-hmm. with this power. Mm-hmm. That the audience trusts you and hopefully that you'll be their voice. And then you're like an elected member of parliament, right? I'm not trying to put myself on there, but I'm just saying that the audience has put their trust in me and you cannot afford to play with it. And for me, that scares me and at the same time keeps me moving. I will receive you know, millions of messages on all the social media handles, mm-hmm. on rather platforms because they're all open. And then people, 80%, whether it's not people asking you to mentor them or speak to them about things and whatever, they'll be asking you, can you do this story? Do you think that this is something that we run on T V? Do you th- are you interested in investigating <coughs> this? Can I t- 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 tell leaders that when you go to the show, tell leaders when you host <coughs> them that this is I feel like that is a huge responsibility that I feel yeah. like, wait, I did not sign this up for this. <laughs> I did not sign up for this and I do not want but then you're right there and you already love what you're doing. You're like, wait, I think I can use this voice mm. to change how things are done in the country. I've also been uh, privileged to you know, proceed and do like investigations and special reports about things, and they have some or some influence like the debate and you know policy formulation in parliament and in other state institutions. So for me that feels good already because then you know that right when something is wrong you do something about it, and there's a chance that things will yeah. change, right? Uh, so for me that keeps me moving. I joined because of the passion. Years down the road, I think the motivation has changed
1: oh i see yeah, yeah no, that, that makes sense obviously for everyone uh yeah one of the other things actually is uh i saw one of your tweets um about this guy who sold you uh is it dog shampoo yes yes. yes. yeah yeah. so uh, and the question is and we can go deeper into that yes. if you want but the question is you know how do you do you ever think of monetizing canary the brand you know uh say i i come to you with uh you know, I don't know. Like a consumerable. You know, I come to you with, uh, say, if I make jackets, I, I pay you to wear my jacket. Is is that something you consider, or you know, is that something that people do in 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 like African media personalities or African Ugandan rather Ugandan uh, public figures? Is that something that that is there business for that?
0: Yeah, there is. I'm trying to test the market myself because I discovered mm. like oh wait, like that guy who did uh, shampoo and just delivered it for free. He just said, Please just tweet, that's all I want. Yeah, yeah. And I tweeted, and Now, man, the guy I, is the, they're putting money together for him to buy a bike because he's disabled. Yeah, so he's nice going to so buy that. a bike with four tires where he can move. This thing goes 3.5 million shillings. The thing that he delivered to me was 10,000. So you can see the ripple effect this uh, of the Yeah, way. yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know, but I had realized this, you know, earlier that wait, I think this can be commercialized. So... I started to test the waters. I didn't want to move so quickly. Um, you know, got put it in together mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. last year. I'm trying to speak to like companies, blah blah blah. You can do this. You, you can push your content through. You know, certain ways. You can, yeah. push, you can do that. And it's been working out well. Just that you know, towards the end of last year, my team sort of like everyone moved on to, to do other things. And I'm trying to redo that nice, this, nice, uh, nice, nice, yeah. But I've also like tested the waters through like events. So last year in December i said i'm going to create a branch a branch a branch and people will come and i said i'm not going to run a tv ad. No oh ads, i
1: see i see like people. a branch okay branch like the meal thing yeah yeah the i branch. see yeah
0: yeah uh so i said i'm going to put it on every sunday mm-hmm. every sunday like once a month and i just posted on socials the the first branch that i hosted it's called books and brands the first one i hosted yeah. The 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 restaurant was overwhelmed. The, the waitresses did not have enough people to actually serve the people that had come. Oh. So I said, "Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> this, this <is laughs> can <comes>, like <laughs> turn into something really yeah. um, amazing because then you are paying, for example, TV mm. money to to run your ad, but you're not sure when the ad is running. People are actually listening mm-hmm. or you. Yeah, yeah, you just said, I will take a risk and just run the ad." But then for it to work, you'll have to run it so many times for it to speak in people's mind and then they'll make a decision. But I'm saying that people will actually be going to the Twitter handle of this media personality to check what they have posted. And then, oh, they'll find this. And because they already perhaps believe in them or like them, they will consume this brand that you're trying, or product you're trying to sell. So I think that it's a, it's a very virgin market. Mm. Um, you know, I am also like trying to do my sort of like research and like, what, what yeah, I yeah, can you do. Know. You do not want to also turn your... Not want to. Into to, like to be a, Canary
1: the condom guy. Uh, yep. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. See, I, I, that's actually also actually a good thing that you also need to as a personality need to like sort of draw a line what you can. Yeah, do. yeah exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, true, I true, true. I don't think I can do a beer. I don't think I can do a condom. I know mm. that these things are bad. I'm a very big uh, champion for sexual reproductive health, uh, but I don't think I want that's to. yeah,
1: you it. don't. Yeah, no, no. I I, I thought I'll understand, and that's sort of uh, the picture that that uh, that I get mostly when I have these interactions with uh with 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 famous people. I, if I was famous you know I don't know how I'd be able to <laughs> To I think I'd get too greedy like that is the assumption I get in my mind usually when I see uh, say you know media personality I'm like you know that is the amount of within that amount of space I could have done something uh, this way. But, you know, I think also the, the the thing you want to avoid is to vulgarize, like, who you are. You don't mm-hmm. want people to look at you as, a, you know, how the Formula One guys be, you know, as just a walking Four billboard brands, or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's important. And, yeah, I think, you know, this has been a very good conversation okay, for, for me. Conversation. Yeah, th- thanks, thanks a lot for your time this has also been enlightening for me now I feel like I know a little bit more about how the country runs and yeah this has been quite interesting thank you thank you very uh, much for accepting thank you thank you very much and uh, this was
0: also like eye opening for me to understand like actually young people think about this country. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's yeah, yeah. Who is involved in <laughs> and whatever, like, this is well, like wow yeah yeah thank you. <laughs> Thank uh-huh. you.